Congratulations, you have decided to tune in to the best podcast in the land that is the No Class Podcast. You are here with Anthony, Jay, and Chantel, and this is another episode of Unfiltered Conversations about everything you did not learn in school. We're happy to have you. Good job. You are just so cute, being so calm, cool, collected, and I'm over here like, we we pull over, no class is too fat, we we pull over, no class is too fat, we we. <laughs> I'm ready to do some. Um, <laughs> we need the boat. Some two live crew out here. I feel like I gotta do it in the beginning because I'm loud the rest of the time. So I gotta give them a moment to just like enter and and warm up to it, and then the rest of the time I'm just loud. So I got you. You waking them up a little little there. smooth little smooth jazz there in the morning. Yes, there you go. There. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but Good. the turn up is real. Welcome. Good to have you all with us again for another episode. Yes. Great to see you all, or not see you. Great for you to listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm excited about today's episode. Um, if you follow our episodes, you know that usually the, the topics come out of conversations that Chantel and I have had, um, usually that are mainstream or just something that we're noticing, and it's no different today. And so it's probably been about like a month or two since... Um, on Fox, so DeBrat and Lisa Ray um, kind of had their their public disagreement or miscommunication. I don't know what you want to call that. And so, for those of you that aren't familiar, um, Lisa Ray is an actress, star in Players Club, also on um, what was that show with the I don't know all anyway. of us. All of us, there you go. All of us, single ladies. And you got DeBrat, who is a, a female rapper. I think the first one to ever go platinum. And then also is a radio host now on the Ricky Smiley Show. A lot of people don't know that they're sisters, right? And so um, what happened was on Fox Soul, Lisa Ray is one of the co-hosts on there. They surprised her by having DeBrat show up on the show and was like, happy birthday, sis. Lisa Ray begins um, crying. It looks like she's just like filled with joy that her sister surprised her and stuff. And everybody's like, oh, nice tender moment. And then things kind of flip because the Brad is talking and talking to like kind of fill the silence. And Lisa Ray is like, this is really nice, especially since I haven't heard from her in months. And people are like, what? And so Lisa Ray is like, I haven't heard from her in months. I have to find out through social media that she's getting um, married and that she came out and she was like, I'm happy for her. But like, I can't co continue on like this. Like, you know, we haven't been good all this time. She's like, I'm not Hollywood. That's not me. And then the brat is sitting there like upset. And she was like, I knew that she was going to respond like this. So it was very much a, I think we all can agree. It was very much a family moment that was public. And people was like, oh shoot, that should have happened behind closed doors. We don't necessarily want to just like unpack that. It's a great case study. <laughs> if you want to say that, but when Chantel and I was talking, I was like, there's a lot that goes into the dynamics of your sibling and the order of your birth and your responsibilities um, and the way you interact with each other based on the order of your birth. And then the other thing is with your sibling, what kind of healthy or unhealthy boundaries that you have. And that can be for all family. But I think that we also say we also think that's a main role. And so what was happening with Lisa Ray and with DeBrat? So... Before we even dive and get more into that, I have this article um, that I was looking at that has been great and talking about, um, it's called Parents Explore, is uh, who authored it. And it talks about some of the traits of firstborn, middleborn, youngest, and even only children. And so I'm gonna read a couple of the characteristics first and then we'll jump into the conversation. So for firstborns, it says they bask in their parents' presence, which may explain that they sometimes act like many adults. They also, they're also diligent and want to excel at everything they do. 
As the leader of the pack, firstborns often tend to be reliable, structured, cautious, controlling, and achievers. So I'm gonna give firstborns a moment, if that is you, to digest that. Siblings of firstborns, you can nod your head or be like, yeah, that's right or no. We're gonna go to the middle, middle children now, okay. Um, the middle children often feel left out in a sense of, well, I'm not the oldest, I'm not the youngest, who am I? This sort of hierarchical floundering leads middle children to make their own mark among their peers since parental attention is usually devoted to the beloved firstborn or the baby of the family. What's more, the middle children are toughest to pin down because they play off of their older sibling. In general, middle children tend to possess the following birth order traits. People pleaser, somewhat rebellious, thrives on friendships, has large social circles, peacemaker. I let that marinate for the middle, middle children. And now we have the youngest. Youngest children tend to be the most free-spirited due to their parents increasingly lack, um, how's it said? Uh, oh, increasingly lacks attitude towards parenting um, the second or third or fourth time around. The baby of the family tends to have the following birth order traits, fun-loving, uncomplicated, manipulative, outgoing, attention seeker, self-centered. Let that sit for a moment. And the last one is the only children personality traits. Yes, get to them, oh my. <laughs> Being an only child is a unique position. Without any siblings to compete with, the only child monopolizes their parents' attention and resources, not just for a short period of time, like a firstborn, but forever. In effect, this makes an only child something like a, quote, super firstborn. Only child children have the privilege of having their parents' support and expectations on their shoulders. Thus, only children tend to be mature for their age, perfectionists, diligent, and leaders. So, we have that entering into this conversation. I don't know if you want to reveal which one that you are, Chantel, in these. Well, it's it's interesting for me because um, I know, like myself and or well, like many people, I'm a part of a a more blended family. I am the. I have two other siblings, a brother who was older and a sister who was younger. And my, me and my brother were raised in the same household with myself and well, with my mother and my father. So I was the youngest in that, in that area. But then my sister was raised with her mother and we, we had the same father. And, um, she's the oldest because she has another sibling she's the oldest of her sibling household but i am she she would technically be a third entering into our family you know so the dynamics i'm i'm curious to know i mean this is getting more so on like the scientific research side like how many blended families or the the amount of children that were in these households that they did this this research on um, I think that plays a large role in how the dynamics are too, because I know for my parents, they were one of like six and seven. Mm. So there were hella middles and hella like, you know, youngs basically. So it's, um, it's interesting. I can definitely relate to the middle child the most from what you've described. Um, but there were times where I peeked out and did the older child thing too. And I know if my sister is listening, like, she's just like, yeah, that girl got on my damn nerves. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, it's interesting. And my brother, we, me and my brother, we talk about our family dynamics a lot too, because, um, my brother, like, I always used to be like, that's why I'm the favorite, you know, just to get on his nerves, you know, when we were in arguments. But there, I realized, especially with talking with my parents as I got older, you know, 
they they might have a favorite who knows but there were just certain things that they would give my brother responsibility for and there were certain things they would give me responsibility for and um it definitely played into the fact that he was the older child and I was the younger child there mm-hmm. were certain things that my brother had to do for me um in terms of taking care of me when my parents were working you know we were latchkey kids so sometimes like there were a lot of times where he would have to pick me up from school you know like walk in walk to my school from his school and pick me up and walk me home or um even going to summer camp like he would catch the bus to take me to summer camp and then catch the bus back home and then catch the bus back to um get me from summer camp before he started working at the camp that I was going to um so the dynamics of our relationship it's it's interesting to hear in that aspect of the article um because there were certain things that I had to do or I did for my sister as her older sibling Mm -hmm. um and that I saw myself as being the older child more maybe more experienced more knowledge of certain things you know um but I definitely can resonate with that middle child road and I feel like um despite the rebellion or the people pleasing and things of that nature, the the characteristics that were associated with that from the article, like when it comes to you being a middle child and caring for a younger child, like you probably will or have taken on those roles of the oldest child, Mm. you know, to take care of the youngest child because sometimes the oldest child couldn't take care of both the or all of the, the youngest Mm-hmm. You know, and I've even seen that in my um in my my parents' family, my parents' families, like their siblings, um, most of their older children, like the oldest of my father's side and the oldest of my mother's side, like they are all they're both extremely independent. Um, the oldest on my mother's side lives in New York City. He's the only person to live in another state of Mm -hmm. our family um the oldest on my father's side he he is extremely independent um of his of the siblings and the relationships that the the younger siblings have with each other and not to say that it's a bad thing but i just see more of that independence in the older children too so it's I'm, i'm it's interesting hearing what's going on with the article's characteristics and how that has translated. And I've seen that happen in my life um, and in my, my parents' dynamics and their sibling, they're in their sibling relationships. So how can you relate to this? Like, are you like, what's your, what's your story? I see. Yeah. I see me in a lot. And so I'll, I'll start in earlier years. I pretty much was an only child. And so even though um, in earlier years, my dad did not live, uh, I did not live with my dad. My mom like remarried. And so I had 10 years that I was pretty much an only child, even though my dad had, I had other sisters that I didn't know that well that lived in other states. And so the things that are spoken about with the only child characteristics, I'm like, yeah, very much me. I get that. Um, Perfectionalist, mature for your age. I was always, and I didn't, because you don't have kids to play with, and I was oftentimes in adults' conversations, even though I wasn't supposed to be, be like sitting there and playing and listening. Um, and I definitely see how that matured me. Um, and then um, when I was 10 years old, my mom had, you know, my baby sister, and then I took on the role as like the Otis, and her and I, we've gotten better with it because we've both gotten older, but there was always tension between us because it was like, I was like being her parent, but I'm not her parent, you know, and, and watching her and then also, you know what I mean? But then also at the same time, it's your sibling. So like, I see that too. Um, and then when I was in, I think 10th grade, that's when my dad remarried. And so um, I have three sisters now that are two of them are older than me and then like one is younger than me so i'm kind of like in the middle and oftentimes even today while they're still like doing their thing and sometimes like debating or just like not seeing eye to eye 
I'm often the peacemaker, like, or I'm like, go with the flow. I'm like, oh, it don't matter if it's this or that. It don't matter if it's red or it's blue. Whatever makes y'all happy, like, that's the role that I take on. I'm like, it don't matter. Like, and so I see myself in a little bit of like the all of them. Like, oh, I see when I'm in this dynamic that I take this role on or, or this one. I think the one that probably resonates with me the most is the only child one. Yeah. Like, I, can, I can remember, like, and I guess because it's like those first 10 years are maybe the most important. And being like, yo, I ain't got nobody to play with. So, like, that's where I always say my creativity and my imagination comes from. Because you got to figure it out. Your parents can't play with you all the time, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I see that in, and see that in relationships, too. Because it's like, oh, I'm also always used to having so much time to myself. And I still need a lot of time to myself. And that's because, like, most of my life, I was by myself now. Um, so, yeah, that's how I see it showing up. And... As far as sibling stuff, um, I'll, I'll go back to like the Lisa Ray and DeBrat thing. And so what I was seeing was Lisa Ray, I think takes, Lisa Ray is older than DeBrat, right? And so I think Lisa Ray was definitely coming from it from a, I'm an older sister kind of thing and probably like many parent kind of thing, which I've seen in, I don't know how much other people have followed Lisa Ray and DeBrat's relationship, but Lisa Ray had a reality show however many years ago that was on TV one. And it was at the time that the brat was in prison. Right. And so there was an episode where she went to go visit the brat and very much the way that she talked about the brat, you could tell that this was her younger sister, but you could also tell that she was kind of like talking as parent to her. And then fast forward to the brat was, you know, out of prison and on the Ricky Smiley show, they had their own reality show and there was an episode where Lisa Ray comes to visit and Lisa Ray's, I was like, this is weird. Cause she was talking to her like a parent. She was like, Lisa was talking to the brat. She was like, how's the show going? Have you heard from Ricky Smiley? Like, are y'all doing check-ins to see if he likes what you're doing? Da, da, da. And I was like, she a grown woman. Why are you talking to her like this? And I was like, it's very much, she's being an older sibling that's kind of being like a parent. And there's also the element that She's probably hyper aware. And, and there's a thing that happens when you're um, an older sibling, when your younger sibling has made some type of mistake or something that has harmed them. And you're like, I don't want to see you do that anymore. And I want to try to protect you. Like the brat has in, you know, making the mistake. She hit somebody in the head with a bottle and had to serve time. And so it's like, I could understand Lisa Ray and kind of like being a little bit more involved and having her hands in her business and being like, because I'm trying to make sure you good, you know, um, and so I think that's, uh, from my perspective, that's what it felt like spilled out in this conversation is they've had some time that they haven't been able to talk. Lisa Ray is probably way too much has crossed like some boundaries in, in DeBrat's business and they needed that time away to talk. And now there's this like weird sibling thing that is, that's happening that is going to have to get repaired that I feel like I have gone through with my siblings too, that I feel like I've definitely held the like, older sibling thing and have probably crossed um a little too close into people's into my siblings businesses at times and then it took a moment of being like oh wait you're too involved and you need to take a step back you need to let your younger sibling figure that thing out right but until somebody like brings it to your attention it's kind of hard if that has been your role all this time as a sibling it's kind of hard to be like oh that's what i'm doing yeah, I agree. There have been times where I've absolutely crossed boundaries with my with my younger sibling. Um, and it's it's so interesting that you related so well to the only child um, because you were an only child for such a long time. But then now how that translates, like how that translates with you having younger siblings and being um, the oldest, it's it's interesting that um, when you're thinking about in terms of boundaries, like you've never really had to think about what those boundaries are. And this, I'm glad we're having this conversation because this isn't a conversation that is often had. Like you absolutely have to have boundaries between your sibling relationships. But what I related to you with is that um, I've seen different things with my siblings, both of my siblings, but my brother 
like I wouldn't I wouldn't really check him on it like I would but I wouldn't um it would it would be a, a checking like to a certain extent you know but otherwise I'm like I'm good over here like don't let your stuff spill over into what I got going on and I'm not letting my stuff spill over into what you're going on what mm-hmm. you got going on but with my sister it would be a completely different thing and um sometimes it would cause harm it would absolutely cause harm to our relationship and um i didn't understand that there needed to be certain boundaries because growing up that has always been a responsibility that's been shoved in my face so how the hell am i supposed to know now like yeah we're all grown but we need to be more on the peer relationship instead of the sibling like the older middle youngest sibling or the the child parent relationship so because that kind of it kind of gets into like um when children have to establish boundaries with parents if they even do that yeah you know um which is always a crazy conversation to have because there are some people who grew up having relationships with their parent and their parent not sharing certain things or you know um keeping certain things from them um and it's just being a very strict like you're the child i'm the parent Mm -hmm. but then (laughs) when you translate that into the dynamics between siblings we kind of like as the older sibling we kind of take on that thing like i'm the oldest sibling you're the youngest so sit down like so it's 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 funny um it takes a lot it takes a lot of um knowledge and education and just openness to have those conversations especially when it comes to like the only time you'll probably even get into these conversations with your siblings is when you've crossed the boundary, you know? Yeah. And no one tell ever tells you when to kind of like turn those things down as you enter into adulthood, like you're saying. And so I can remember when I can even think about in like high school years, most of the things that me and my mom got into arguments about weren't things that were your, weren't things that were kid things. They were things that were oftentimes like, you went to go get your sister and you didn't recognize that like she didn't have her whatever thing or like, and so it was very much like, you need to think not just for yourself you need mm-hmm. to think about and be protecting your sister and doing these things, which is important. And I think it's also like a unique thing, not a unique thing. It's very common for black families. You know what I mean? When you have parents at work or you have a single parent that that kid has to take on that role. Yes. But nobody ever tells you how to begin to like, okay, they're grown now, they can take care of themselves. So you don't have to feel like you have to do all the things to protect them. That's one of the first things that you're taught as a sibling, regardless of gender. It's like, you take care of your younger sibling, you make sure that you protect them, right? Absolutely. And that is a lot, a lot more, I think it's a lot more um, of an involved role when you're younger, you know, when there's bullies and there's all this other stuff. And you get into adulthood and it's like, I'm still got to protect my sibling the same way that I've been doing all this time. And it's like, whoa there, whoa there. Yeah. You can scale it back some now. <laughs> like, yeah. And you know, you even, you even talking about that. Like I remember when my dad first passed away, like having a conversation with my uncle who is the oldest child of my father's side, um, his siblings. And he, he was just talking about my father. He was just like, yeah, because my father was, my my uncle is the oldest. My father was the next to youngest. So he was one of the younger children in the ho- in the home. And um he was just saying that like when like when my uncle went he went away to do military service and came back, um my father was older and you know they were hanging they would hang around each other a lot more, but he was just saying that like when my father was a kid and like my uncle was of course like many years older than him like he would he would make my father fight like kids in the neighborhood and stuff like that you know just to be like okay like i'm teaching you to protect yourself and to mm-hmm. protect your other siblings and stuff like that you know what i'm saying and then how that translated into their adulthood because my father always um he was he was definitely rebellious um in their sibling relationships 
but he was also always protective because that was a trait that was shown to him through his relationship with his oldest brother. Like that was a teaching passed down from his older oldest brother. So, you know, we definitely take on the characteristics, not like not even just of what our parents give us, but what our siblings give us. Because um, I'm even recognizing this in my nephews. Like both of my nephews have older siblings outside of each other. But in their relationship, like one is older than the other, but the one that's older than the other, like I I make him take on those responsibilities as the older sibling mm-hmm. a lot. And so does his 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 father. So do, you know, my family members, because we, we're like, you, you definitely, like, you got to protect him. Like, mm-hmm. he's not going to do this thing or like, know this certain information. And um, he's taken, he's taken parts of what he learned from his older siblings. And like, in his household, like, with his mom and his older sibling, like, he can be the youngest you know he can be the young child um more rebellious and like exploratory and things of that nature but when he comes and he's in a dynamic with his little brother like he gotta be like i'm on it like i'm the one but i know what to do because not only have i had this experience from what my aunt my mother i mean my grandmother my father are telling me but like i've had this from my older sister or my older siblings. So it's just, it's crazy how families, when they form, like when your your brain is thinking like protect the unit, protect the family, keep it all in the community. And then when you get out into the real world and everybody is living their own lives and like breaking off from the main base of the family unit, how that is even translating into how you are running your family you know, how, cause my brother, he, he taught that a lot to my oldest nephew because he's the oldest of me and my sister. Mm. So he had that experience. He was like, this is what you got to do. You got to make sure you take on these certain responsibilities as the oldest. And I'm, I'm counting on you to do this because I'm not going to always be here. So I just need to make sure it's being done and I'm seeing that it's being done. So yeah, it's it's really neat how it follows you through life too. So even though I had never read this, you know, article with these traits before, you know, you joke and you're like, oh, that's a middle child thing or whatever thing. But to see this and also think about my life, for example, I because I have played the role as the the oldest in so many situations. Because even when you were talking about that, I was thinking about my. So I have cousins um, on my dad's side. And I can remember times where, so I'm the second oldest of my, um, of the grandkids on my dad's side, right? And so I can remember times where it was like, oh, my older cousin Desmond wasn't there. So I'm the oldest. And it just was a different mindset versus like, you can't just be chilling and hanging out. You got to look out for all of your younger siblings, right? And so that has carried on into my, even career. I don't think I can't. There's probably only one or two jobs that I can think of in my life where I actually work with people that were the same age as me. I always gravitate to jobs where I'm going to be the youngest one because mm-hmm. I think I also always take on a role that like I got to look out for people that are younger than I am. And it's like I prefer to like I just got to worry about me. That's all that I want to do. Like I don't want to have those space to worry about other people. And my friends, too. It's like sometimes I, I'll usually find friends that are like the same age as me, but I know that I always feel more comfortable or will lean towards having older friends than younger ones because it's like, oh, I don't want that responsibility. It's like, I feel like I got enough in that in my family. (laughs) And it's like, I don't want the responsibility of being like the oldest in the group too. Mm -hmm. And so this child, the order of like your birth and your responsibilities and the family definitely seeps out into, like I'm saying, in like my career and in my friendships and yeah, you spoke a word because now I'm even I'm not even thinking about career and friendships. I'm thinking about romantic partnerships and like the relationships I've chosen too. like mm-hmm. there are certain times where I have been a more dominant um, person in my relationships 
But then there are times where I'm just like, I just want to be taken care of. Like, why can't you just help me out or like hold me down? But no, like, since you're not going to do it, somebody got to get it done. So I got to do it. You know what I'm saying? So it definitely does translate. Like your dynamics play a large role. And then it's, it's crazy because, you know, this, this article does not account for people outside of the nuclear family, you know, mm-hmm. because I do know a few of my friends who have been adopted, who have been separated from their siblings, but then they come together and somehow they're still taking on these child role, like these roles for the siblings. And I'm just like, how did that even happen when you were all raised in different households at times or um, underneath different family dynamics sometimes, you know? And one of my friends in particular, like I see that person and then the that person's siblings um like all of them have an an independence of their own they have a drive of their own like as if they would raise the only child mm-hmm. so when they come together they don't like necessarily always come together on the same page but then when they do, it's really good. It's moving, it's moving in a great direction. But at the same time, they are all extremely independent of each other and lean more into their friendships or their base outside of their sibling, their blood sibling relationships, because they never necessarily had to create those bonds and dynamics of what myself or what you are interested or like have been exposed to in our like rearing as children so um it's I would like I would love to see because like I said people have blended families like and there are so many other factors that go into it and then also it translates into other things outside of your life other than I'm the oldest child you're the middle child you're the youngest child like the sibling thing that has been happening in families um we don't even see this a lot in our media, like in um, TV shows and stuff like that. Like you definitely see characteristics of these different um, roles. Like I'm even thinking about Moesha, like, you know, Moesha and Miles and then Dorian coming into the mix and Dorian being mm. like, wow. But at the same time, like Mouse was just so impressed with Dorian and wanted to be just like him but he's been raised underneath Moesha and him and Moesha, like they had a crazy age difference, but he fought with her and played all the time around her. But she was just like, I'm looking out for my little brother, Miles. Like, you know, so it's just, just seeing that even portrayed in, um, in just different TV shows, stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. Um, I don't know. Oh, go ahead. I want to go back to your, um, when you were talking about that you also have probably like crossed some boundaries. How did you figure out that it's like, okay, this was unhealthy or I crossed the boundary and then how do I make sure that I practice so I don't do that again? Was that something that you had to figure out and have a conversation with by yourself or you had that with your sibling or? Well, my, me and my sibling, we, kind of got into like a little blowout um about about it and this had been after um I was I to my understanding I was putting certain pressures on my sibling to do certain things or you know and she was unhappy with it and we had a discussion but it was definitely an argument so it was it was a fallout from that but i haven't even i have i still haven't talked to her about it exactly but i've taken steps on my own to understand because at the time when we had that falling out like i was not open to because i was like no way i'm this horrible person and not saying that i was a horrible person but no way like i'm this negative person in your life like all i'm trying to do is make mm-hmm. sure you thrive, succeed, you're happy, like, and you're expressive, you mm-hmm. know? But that's not how my sister saw it. 
or sees it, you know? And so I definitely had to do like a, a reflection. I've, I even talked to my therapist about it one time when I was going through grief counseling, because that was, that was so eye opening to me that like I could cause harm to somebody that I love without me even like having malicious intent, you know, mm-hmm. like my intent was never going to be malicious when it came to her, but what she heard or what she might've felt and couldn't express and couldn't share with me, it was too much for her to handle. And I know myself, like when I'm, get, when I'm passionate about something, I can be dogmatic. I can like, and I can be unbearable. And then I'm very fixed in my ways sometimes. And so like, you can't debate me down mm-hmm. until like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to choose to step off of this. So yeah, I crossed the boundary with her that I didn't understand was a boundary until we kind of had like a little falling out about it. And now I'm in a space where I'm like, okay, well then, you know what, let me work on that because clearly there's something there that um, you didn't like with what I was doing and I can always do better. Like I know I'm not the smartest person in the room all the time. Like I'm not the most like positive person in the room all the time so let me check on some things and get back to you you know what i'm saying because i do want our relationship to thrive and be better um what about you did you have any experience like that yeah i think that the and when you said that i was like oh you love hard chantel you know people say you love hard i, I think it's that that i can very much be a um and this is for everybody in my life. And I, I definitely think the sibling thing is what it comes from. But like people that I'm close to and that I love, it's like, I love and I want to hold you accountable. And I want to hold the people in your life accountable because you deserve to get the best. And so like, if you telling me, Chantel, that like your job isn't treating you right and you found out that you're supposed to be getting paid more money, like next time I'm talking to you, I'm like, you either get a raise or did you go get another job yet? We need Period. To, like, I'm that person. Same. So I know that everybody is also not moving at that wavelength. And so I think that I was that with my siblings that it's like, you can tell me some stuff. Yes, I'm here to listen and give you feedback, but also we moving forward and everybody is not like that. And I think that I got into a point with my, um, at least one of my siblings, I would say probably two, maybe two, that it was like, we can't tell Anthony J stuff until like we're ready to like move and take action. And then it was like, well, I was finding out later on, like, why ain't nobody tell me this? Why ain't I find out that? And I was like, oh, so apparently what I'm doing is making it feel like the door is not open for them to just have conversation with me, right? Yeah. So every every conversation doesn't have to result in a we have to do something. Sometimes people just want to like vent to you. And I was like, oh, I missed that. And I wanted that. And so I was hurt when I was finding out that there were things that were changing in their lives that like I was hearing about like secondhand or I was hearing about late. And I was like, Oh, I need to, you know, step back a little bit or like listen instead of just like always responding. And I think there's also the setting, the expectations that you have and the things that you want for other people. Yeah. You gotta let them live their life and, and find their way too. So that was definitely one for me that I was like, Oh, and that was probably about, maybe two or three years ago that I was like, oh, I need to do that. And just for myself, I need to create healthy boundaries. Because again, I get really involved in other people's lives. And I tell people all the time, I don't care about strangers or acquaintances, but like if you close to me, I care and like I'll be like all into it. And it's like something that I know that I need to work on to make a healthy boundary with and Mm -hmm. create some space with, yeah. And it's definitely not easy, you know? It's, it's not easy. We aren't shown these things. We do, we, like I said before, us having this conversation about it, like these are not conversations that often happen. And that's the, the beauty of no class podcast anyway, is that this, this stuff is unconventional. We just don't usually think about the, the small details. Cause like this in the, in the biggest context of the, of it all of our lives, like this could, easily be a small detail but it's such a huge impact on the way we treat each other on the way we relate to each other on the way we acknowledge love language in each other you know because your love language like and I can relate to that is making sure my people are good Mm -hmm. no matter what like if I got like 
I, I thought I was the one who was just a pressure cooker. Like, if I got to put that fire under your ass, then I'm going to do it, you know? So I, I definitely thought that was my job. And I was just like, because I don't know who is putting that fire under your ass. Like, I just need to make sure I'm doing it. But even when I spoke before about what caused the detention, the detention or the the negative relationship between me and my sibling, like, it's because that's not her love language. That's not how they translate mm. for her. And that's, that's something that I realized with my therapist too. It could have been, and we haven't had this conversation yet. So I'm, I'm definitely trying because she, I don't think she's quite open to it yet, but um, we'll get there um, when she's ready. Cause I, I didn't put the pressure underneath her belly for long enough. So I'm just going to take my little backseat roll on that. But <laughs> Something that I learned even with discussing with my therapist is for her, it could have translated into um, me not thinking that she was good enough Mm. or me not thinking that she was smart enough or knew what she was doing and, you know, doing well enough with her life. And I was like, you know, I couldn't see that at first. I, I, I don't know why I just couldn't see that at first. Like I just wasn't open to hearing that because I was like, man, my intent is so good. Like, why don't you just see the goodness, you know, (laughs) (laughs) but that's not how life works. Everybody thinks and perceives things in their own way. And, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate that, um, you know, y'all did have that, y'all did have that, that dynamic where your siblings weren't telling you certain things because they didn't feel like they could trust you in those moments um and that you they might not have felt like you had the best of intentions but I appreciate the fact that we're acknowledging like yeah sometimes we do gotta slow our roll and even going back into like the parent child relationship like when you think about that and how hard it is usually for parents to let go of their kids, mm-hmm. like yeah. that is huge. Like I even remember having a, a big argument with my father because my father is, was so protective of me and his children. Like you couldn't say do or even just slide across me any type of way without him being like, what? Like, you know, so in, that all translated differently between me and my siblings. Like for my brother, my brother had gotten into a couple incidents sometime and my, my father would just be down there like fighting for him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like getting his shit together, fighting for him. But I just felt like it never really had to be a thing where my father always had to do that. And so when I started becoming more of a woman in my own space, like, my father would try to interject and tell me this, that, and the third or ways to do it. And then I would be like, well, hold on, wait a minute. Cause I'm grown. I kind of know what I'm doing right now, you know? And we fought about that a lot when I first came, like when I came back to live with my parents, like, because um, it just wasn't something he was used to. And Mm -hmm. I see that translating into our relationships with our siblings we're not used to not having to take care of somebody. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to let go of a responsibility that you put so much effort and energy and love into that you, you kind of help mold it, mold it and shape it, you know? And then when you got to do a little cuttings on that tie, it's like, damn, like, is this going to weaken our relationship? Or are you, are you going to think that I don't care about you because I'm letting you go and do your own thing? Or are you going to thrive and be like, I think this is going to make us stronger because now we're going to be in another space of our relationship and we're going to grow as friends and peers. And maybe I will give you advice if you ask for it. Or maybe like yeah. I can call you to be my shoulder or to be like, well, mommy ain't acting right. Like, let me vent about this. You know what I'm saying? So it, it's, uh, it's not easy to change those things because that change means a lot to everybody. Now yeah. you have to define your new relationship with that person. 
and you never know if it's going to thrive or if it's going to fail yeah the unknown is like excruciating yeah but you gotta give it space you gotta give it time to do that you know and that's what i learned in um like scaling back on my relationship with my sister in that way because like i didn't know that i was causing her more harm and like increasing her anxiety with the way i was questioning or the way that i thought that i was loving her because i thought that was like I, I i still think it's love but it's just not the love that she anticipated or accepted from me because it, it hurt her more than helped her mm. you know yeah. and i think the the flip of because we're looking at it as like the older sibling um dynamic of it but i think one of the kind of like pros and being the the older sibling in this is that um i've noticed that even my with my decision to move to baltimore like i knew i wanted to move away from my family but i didn't want to be too far which also had to do with i gotta make sure that everybody's good i can get to people if i need to you know what i mean like the still not being too far kind of thing and that's even in i'm not just talking about like with my siblings i'm talking about like with my entire family and still yeah. feeling like i can't let go of that but I'm starting to reach a, and I think it's probably easier for the older siblings to be like, you know what? Now it's time that I can actually look out on my for myself. And I don't feel like I have to do so much as advocating that like, this is why I'm doing this thing and I have to prove to like an older sibling. You know what I mean? It's like my role has always been to make sure that you good, you good, you good unless I'm doing something crazy, people aren't really checking and, and doing that with me based on my role. And so now that I'm getting older, I'm like, you can make moves, yo. <laughs> and I think I've always been like, everybody, what are they gonna do without me? Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And again, I've taken that responsibility on. Nobody asked you to continue to do this as you're you know, in your 30s and stuff. And so I'm also finding like this newfound freedom that's like, they don't need me like that you try to make yourself like be needed in that way you are needed in some ways but give yourself that freedom and i think that that's also harder for younger siblings to be able to overcome to be like i can like make these moves and this is who i am my identity i don't feel like i have to check or approve that or mm -hmm. you know what i mean with my siblings i think that the younger ones in some cases never ever get over that right that like Betty Wright says, you always the baby in your family. If you the baby, you always seem as the baby, no matter what your age is. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I know I can definitely relate to that. But I just I'm I'm even going back to like when <laughs> when y'all like are out in the street. Cause I've had some some scenarios when I'm like out in the street or I'm like me and my sister would be at like a restaurant and I don't know, for some reason, people would just be like, you're the oldest, aren't you? And I'm like, damn, like, what am, am I giving off old juju or something? <laughs> like, giving out old vibes or whatever? Giving out old hard candies? I don't, I don't understand. Like, how are you understanding the... But that's because, you know, yeah, we don't... As an older sibling, you're, you're probably not giving yourself the freedom to let your younger siblings go be their own person outside of your relationship. So, yeah, it's a it's a key takeaway. Like, I'm still learning. I'm not, like, healed from that dynamic at all because, you know, it's hard. For, it, it's so hard to let go. It takes so much time. I'm still in that process of letting, letting go and let live with that, you know? And I don't know what you feel as the older sibling, especially because the amount of time, like, the amount of years older you are than your siblings. Like I have a few cousins who they like them and their siblings have had 10 or more years apart, mm. you know? And I just always think like, damn, like you kind of, you kind of looked at as like the parents, how do you yeah. let that go? How do you, how do you move on from that? So. Yeah. And I, I always try to make sure that, once I felt it with like my, my youngest sister that it was like, I feel like I'm really being your parent right now. You know what I mean? And that doesn't feel good, but like I have to do that at this moment. 
And I'd be like, we need to have times that I feel like is, is sibling time. We're doing stuff as siblings. And I mean, it's a, it's a hard dynamic. And I think that this conversation, as I'm talking about it, our age makes it a lot easier, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's very complicated when you're kids. It's very complicated when you all are like super young adults, like in your 20s and stuff. And I think once you reach your like mid to late 20s and 30s, everybody's able to get a little bit more breathing room. Um, and then I, I imagine that that probably ramps up again as your parents age. You know what I mean? The responsibility of who's taking care of, you know, mom or dad or what's happening with that. I, I feel like that probably ramps up again. Yeah. Like right now, and it's just kind of like a, a chance to be like, oh, shoot, there is some some breathing room that maybe we can have this conversation or maybe I can, you know, re-examine the way that I want to show up with my sibling because, and I think it's important before then, you know, before the thing happens with the family, because I already know some people that are our age, you know, that are like, their parents have had like health issues and they're already having those conversations about who are they going to move in with mm -hmm. and so stepping up too much or the oldest needs to step up. That should mm -hmm. be like all of these things that it's a lot <laughs> yeah it's a lot but it's it's life it's our lives it's our lives and um we can take we can take control of it and not let it overwhelm us by having these small intimate conversations like this you know moving things forward in a way that is healthy for everybody involved and not just overwhelming because like i even see that for my neighbors um, both of my neighbors are very older. They've, they're in their elderly years um, and they have health issues. Their sons, they just have two sons. Their sons take turns um, caring for them, taking to different appointments and things like that. And like for, my, like for my family dynamic, like I could see me doing that because especially being so close with my mother, like I could see me doing that. And then you know, just let my brother do him or whatever. And then us trading off or certain things like that. But it's, it, these are conversations you got to have. Like, and matter of fact, I need to start having them conversations. I ain't going to lie to you, but, <laughs> you know, but yeah, like if you see a problem or if you see like you might be holding on a little bit or you're, yeah, you might be holding on a little bit because you're, you don't think you're, your family can survive without you like you know it's hard to hear that but they can they will they're gonna adapt they're going to thrive they're going to learn without you because you haven't been there for every experience they've had they haven't told you about every experience they've had and they've been good so just believe and trust that that you like you they got it they know what they're doing and you know Easier said than done for me, but. And figuring out what the healthy boundaries are, I'll, I'll say is one of the, as we're finishing up, one of the things that I think is okay. We don't, with family, give ourselves that. And what I mean by that is, um, I was just listening to somebody on a podcast the other day and was like, I'm so glad this pandemic is happening, you know, around the holidays, because every year I have to fake, like, I want to go with family on Thanksgiving. <laughs> I'm only going to show up for a few minutes, and I'm going to peace out, and now I don't have to make an excuse. And it's like, you don't always have to, I was definitely that person where it's like, I got to show up at all the things and be there. It's like, you don't. You don't have to be present all the time. You can create those boundaries. It's just like, and sometimes it's not even personal. It's no. just like dealing with people today sometimes it's specific to family sometimes I don't feel like dealing with family but figuring out um like I grew up in being like you just gotta always show up no matter what and fight through and it's like you you don't have to do that like you gotta be good for yourself and create those boundaries that doesn't mean you have to share everything with family that doesn't mean they have to be involved in all the stuff it's like figure out what works for you figure out what works for you yeah I love that well do you have anything else to add? Because I think you did a really good job. No, we did. What you mean? <laughs> we did. That was you awesome. did. You did great. You know. <laughs> Classmates, I hope you took down some good notes for this lesson because it's time for homework. Okay, so do you have a homework? We're gonna get into the homework section. What's your homework, Anthony? I have homework. Let me look for it though. Do you want to go first? Um, I would be like. 
my homework is to watch a yellow fix my life (laughs) (laughs) but you know what nope that's my homework so my homework is to watch so a yellow fix my life has come back on and like i know you know ayala is a little bit controversial with this okay but she definitely had like she's had a few episodes where she has brought in families and kind of talked to their kids and the the parents and you know figured out the relationships and the trauma that has gone on but in her most recent season she has an episode with shay johnson you'll probably know her um as shay from love and hip-hop miami or Bucky from The Flavor of Love. Bucky! Yes. So her and her two older brothers and her mother are on the show. And Shay Johnson is the middle child. Her oldest brother and her younger brother, they're all there. And you can kind of see the family dynamics between them, the relationship they've had with their mother, um, and the the boundaries that they've set the openness that in the conversation that they're willing to have and I know as much as people give Ayala grief for her methods um I do think that this is a really good episode it was this it was the first episode I think from her season premiere and I think this is her last season but it really shows um the dynamics between her oldest brother who is a doctor his relationship with his wife because of him being the older sibling. Um, Shay Johnson, her role as the middle sibling and MJ, the youngest brother, and how the oldest brother and the youngest brother have had different relationships too, and how they've all had the relationship with their mom. So it's a really good um, eye-opening episode. And if you're trying to get into a conversation with your sibling or your family about the dynamics of your relationship, how you all can grow, how you can heal from past hurts or traumas that have been in your lives. Um, I know this is way heavier than what I'm, I feel like I'm speaking very light on the subject and it's not a light subject at all. But if you are interested in doing that work and beginning it, it's 2020. Why not? There have been so many things going on with us this year and we have all done some self-reflection and some inner work to get us to where we are right now. So I definitely recommend watching Iyanla Fix My Life, the episode with Shay Johnson. I think it was season 17, episode one. Um, Jesus, wow. Yeah, she be out here. Y'all want to head on Iyanla, but shorty make a coin. <laughs> <laughs> What's your homework? So I'm going to go ahead and off the dome because I want to do more of this. So I'm going to share some questions for people if they want to journal or write on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what messages do you get or pick up um, on order of birth? And so Chantel was talking about like sitcoms. And I think that it's very common in like our, especially our black sitcoms to have an understanding of the role of the youngest sibling and what they should be doing and all of that. But I, th- I think um, what messages do we get about, like, if there are no messages about the middle ca- child, what does that say? Or what are we seeing about the older child and what role they're putting on there, on them? Um, and it's, again, kind of looking again with that um, specific angle on it, because we don't often talk, talk about these things. Um, second question is, how is my role fixed or flexible with my siblings? And so what things about it is just like, it's not going to change. That's just the way it is. And now you are whatever age you are, you know, what's flexible, what can change? What doesn't have to be the same as when you were a kid? Um, And how would you like things to stay the same or how would you like them to change? That's those three questions to think about, write on, paint on, whatever, meditate on. Mm -hmm. Um, Because like Chantel's right in what we had said in our conversation earlier, we're told to focus on self in a lot of ways. But again, these are even relationships, romantic relationships, we're taught to put in the work, but we don't with siblings. And we're kind of told that, you know, this is the family, this is all you got, you work with it, but you also got to put work in to make the best of it. So yeah. encourage everybody to do that, put the work in and do some reflection time on that. Ooh, we about to have us a happy end of the year. (laughs) It's going to be fun though. But yes, um, I'm going to plug our social media. So 
You can reach us as No Class Podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook, and Instagram. If you are logged into Twitter and you want to see what we're sharing, what we're tweeting, please follow us at No underscore Class Podcast. Look on Tumblr. We're also sharing and reposting um, stories and articles and Black excellence and Black trashery, ratchetness on there as well. We are no-class podcast on Tumblr. Please feel free to contact us via email at no.classpodcast at gmail.com. We need you all to rate us on iTunes. Like we absolutely need stars, comp- comments, anything that you can give us. Um, we would love to hear your feedback. Please check out our link in instagram um our link tree we have a donation page we are accepting donations per usual we have a lot of things that we would like to get established with no class podcast and growing our 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 show and we would so appreciate the help of your donations um anything else you want to add to the mix or i'm not gonna say nothing weird this time i promise okay I have nothing else to add. Y'all stay melanated, hydrated, and glowed up. That's all I have to add. All righty. 